0: Welcome to Arch Rivals Football, sponsored by Raz Energy and Steiner Sports. Here is your starting lineup Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Salins. Number 94, Alex the Bear Man Alcazaz. Number 69, Ricky the Preslit Winkowicz. And in tribute to our fallen colleague, Arch Rivals Football, Ring of Honor member, Alex Fleming. This show is a Pain Train Pipe Bomb production. What is up, everybody? It is Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. Arch Rivals Football is back in effect on the weekend, Week 7. And today is a monumental day for our tribals football. First off, we uh, finally got our brand new intro installed. Uh, shout out to our Ring of Honor member, Mr. Alex Fleming, who will initially and infinitely be part of that intro and our show for eternity. Bearman, what's doing?
1: Just living life, brother.
0: And today, we, we we normally would call him John, but he is that critical Broncos fan. What is going on, my brother?
2: I am doing really well, and I'm really excited to be a part of the show. I will say this.
0: Now, our show is built on fans doing shows for fans. And to have on another fan is Absolutely amazing. So welcome to the show. Know that you will not be doing a one and done because (laughs) I do not work that way. Yeah. So That's not how we do business. No, because once you get addicted to Arch Rivals football, you will never turn back. And I I say this because we're still trending. I love to know that we are still trending. You cannot say anything else about that. That means we are uh, ruffling a lot of feathers. <laughs> That's what we can uh, say about that. Let's jump cheers into. Uh, yes. Hmm. Alex, I don't know if you have a drink with you, but you know. yeah. I do. Okay. Good. Well, he I just always cheers. do. He just cheers us, and you didn't. You didn't raise anything, so yeah, you got to get on that. Okay. so there you go. All
1: right. Cool. Oh, I got some. I got a, got an evil uh, feline in the room, so I got to make keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And the, he is evil.
0: Yes, the evil pussy is running around.
1: Yeah, he's the joke. He's the basically the, the the Joker of kitties. Okay, Roger Goodell.
0: <laughs> Listen, we weren't talking about castration. We were talking about cats.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, yes, he, has, he has tiny penis syndrome and marble nuts. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump into some of this uh, football that we got going on here. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to start off with Alex on this because there were proclamations made on Tuesday's show that uh, I got criticized for. (coughs) Unfairly. (laughs) (coughs) I cough on the truth because... I did say some things about uh, you know certain matchups on the sh- Thursday night football docket where we had Denver at the dog pound, final score, Brown 17, Denver 14. Yep. Bearman, give me your outlook on the game.
1: Well, as we recall, Ricky, you and I had a difficult time making a decision on this game because we weren't sure if Baker Mayfield was going to play. And then it turns out, of course, after the show's over, we find out he's not going to play. But this game, you know, despite the injuries to the Denver Broncos, I knew the Broncos would not go away. So the game kind of went the, exactly the way I imagined it would, a close game. But with, with Cleveland winning, and I said, well, Case Keenum has been around for a long time and he's won a lot of games. I mean, we'll never forget the miracle in Minneapolis. But, you know, with the, and, but unfortunately in the Broncos case, you know, the injuries, but also the Cleveland Browns, you know, didn't have Kareem Hunt and have Nick Chubb. So that's why it was so difficult to call. But I, but the, the only reason I picked the Browns was because they were the home team. So it, it was tough. It really was. John, go ahead. Well, I would say for
2: that game, I don't personally think that was the full story of it. When you can look at this score, it might think it's close, but they really gave up. And I think if you look at... At the Broncos faces at the end of the first half, it was dejection, defeated. They already wanted to go home at the very end of the first half. And those points that Denver put up were garbage time points. And I don't know what is going on with our coaching that they allow these players to just go out there and just feel like we're done we're quitting the game and i just find that very aggravating as a fan uh, and that's my um, honest take on it
0: well i'm gonna start posing a few questions because uh, i think uh, yes. one of the things that i find a little out of place is that there was a very 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 Bold prediction made by a uh, extremely potential Hall of Fame linebacker on uh, Wednesday. Yep. Who said uh, I'm going to come out and kill people? <laughs> um, Mr. Von Miller. That would be yes. That would be Mr. Von Miller. Um, I'm
1: very familiar with. He's from I, the
0: Dallas Fort Worth area. My yep. question is this. A, are we starting to actually see a decline in Mister Von Miller, or is the is the is the toll is the bell tolling for Mister Von Miller because his production has severely dropped after the first three weeks of the season?
2: Well, I would say his production had actually dropped like two years ago, and yeah. uh, that's with the new coaching staff and. Injury to his ankle from last year. So you can't just like, you know uh, look at the first three games where he had four sacks against three garbage teams in Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. And once the real competition came along, then you see the decline uh, of Vaughn.
1: I've got to ask you, is it safe to say that Von Miller is way past his prime now? Yes. Um I remember saying in 2019
2: that we should have traded him off because if you remember the first 3 games of uh 2019 he didn't get a single sack at all. And you know, just it's you know, uh it just tells you that we got to move on forward without him. Hall of Fame or not, we have to move on if he's on a decline.
1: It's a, it's a shame too. But you know, you know, you have the glory days, and you know, at one point, the star defensive player, we have to accept the fact that you age and the toll the sport takes on your body is painful. Like his body is never gonna be the same because that's what football does to you.
0: Well, here's it, it goes it goes now to this other question because yeah. uh it wasn't just uh Vaughn Miller. <laughs> that kind of caught my eye on Thursday night. Have we officially said maybe sayonara to Mr. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because his production is uh, horrible as well.
2: Should have been done last year or as soon as he got on the field, maybe like two or three games in that they should have just find a trade partner. Like the connection was not gonna be good, especially with a young QB and a super well, actually, superstar wide receiver. So I, I don't see how you know both OBJ is still on the team when there's clearly a disconnection between the QB and the star.
1: As far as OBJ goes, mm-hmm. a lot of people suggest that his stock. Declined the minute he went. He was straight from the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns. Now that's arguable, but you know. And what's sad is OBJ is twenty eight years old. He still ha- he he could still have a couple good years left, but with the state of how everything is, you know, the the play and everything and the injuries. Yeah. Obviously, it's you know. It's the injuries it, it, it's a cloudy it's a cloudy situation and we don't know if his son's gonna come out in that situation. We don't know. I mean yep. I, I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. went from a player with, with such great potential to basically now this point he's basically fallen in the category of becoming a what if story. I mean, much like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. It,
2: by the time that the Giants had uh old Eli Manning and then started to move on. Move towards uh, building around Saquon. OBJ was not going to be that same guy, especially when he had the leg injuries from 2017 and 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: I, I I hate to say it, but OBJ and Saquon are both in the same boat. They can't stay healthy for more than five games, and yeah. then they're either out for like six weeks or they're out for the rest of the season. They're like, okay, guys. I gave you a quarter of the season. I'll see you next year, which is why we've na- now recoined the uh,
1: oh. the initials of the New York Giants,
0: the next year Giants oh. fans. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, lowly Giants, as we roll into the Sunday games of week one, this is amusing. One o'clock on Fox TV. Carolina Panthers visit MetLife Stadium for the uh, next year Giants. I mean, New York
2: Giants.
0: (laughs) Um, This is apparently a very intriguing matchup that's supposed to be happening. Why? Because the Giants get to uh, play against one of their old roommates, Mr. Sam Darnold. Who would like to lead off
2: on this one? Uh, Sam is regressed from since week four and defense is starting to be figured out. But I do think that has to do with JC Horn being out of the lineup with a bad foot injury. Uh, I would say that uh, Giants should have a chance, but not like a really good one. I'm going to lean towards the Panthers and that one giants are just that bad. As far
1: as, as far as the Giants goes, obviously just the injuries just keep piling and piling and piling. Yep. You know, as far as the wide receiver core goes, I don't even know who they have left. Like who do they have left? John Ross.
2: Uh, and okay. Unfortunately,
0: they have Daniel Jones left.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, and lately here there's been trade rumors from the Cal- about from the Cowboys about possibly trading Michael Gallup and I, I discussed this on my show that Denver and Denver, New England, and several other teams are, are possible destinations. But I never thought about the Giants until now. Maybe what if the Giants did it? But, but the problem is Michael Gallup—he's been hurt this year and he's mm-hmm.
0: inconsistent. So, first off, I don't know. First off, the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys will never make a divisional trade ever. Well, you no. never
1: say never. But that
0: will not. that that listen. I'm telling you right now, divisional trades are like a bad rash that doesn't go away. <laughs> That's why you, sure. don't, you don't do it. Why would you supply a team in your own division with ammo? That's the problem. This ha- remind- I will turn back the hands of time when I say this. Yeah, There was a time where Bill Belichick left the New York Jets because he didn't like the situation. And because that ended up happening... The New York Jets got traded a running back Curtis Martin who made the Patriots a living nightmare afterwards. Okay? This is why you don't trade division teams. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in any player's right mind right now, it's it's again it's changing a little bit of the sports, but uh like the New York Mets this year got ravaged with injuries. Why would any player want to go there? I say the same thing with the New York Giants. Why would anybody in their right mind want to go to a team that's been riddled with injuries on a field that's not been great since the stadium opened? I, I it, To me, I would rather sign my contract, get my guaranteed money, and retire the next day than <laughs> say that I'm going to be playing in MetLife Stadium on a field like that. Uh. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, it was
1: just a thought, but, but you're right. But as far as uh the situation with the Panthers, you know, the Panthers, you know, we're 3 and 0 and you know and now the record is it's all completely different. I think they lost three straight, didn't they? They did. Yes, but and you know, also
0: it, you also did not have Mr. CMC in the backfield yeah, either, yeah. which does
1: cause a little bit of chaos. And there's also some injuries on the on the Panthers secondary as well. But I I think in this game Obviously, the Panthers. I I definitely see the Panthers winning, but I really feel like this game. In, in your case, Ricky, this is going to be a game you're probably just not even going to want to bother mm. watching. Or at least you will try to. But you'll 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 be bored. You'll be bored to tears, probably within five minutes. Um,
0: well, let, let's just say that uh, after I make my pick, this will be the game that I will be watching till probably I don't know about four o'clock. Um, it is the uh, the New the York Giants. The New York Giants are not the home favorite, by the way. Uh, Carolina is favored by three under over of 43 because on Arch Rivals Football, we do not deal with half points. If you yeah, like no. to play with a half point, you can kiss my ass because there is no <laughs> such way that you can get a half point in football.
1: I mean, yeah. it makes no sense. When you think about it, a, ha- a half point, a half point, what the hell is that? Yeah,
0: I, I have no idea where Vegas decided that a half point was a great idea. Uh, well, that's so, a good um, Yeah. So it's a uh, consensus negative three Carolina to those who don't know the betting means that the Giants are starting off the game three, nothing.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: I have to every once in a while, explain that. Yep. So, uh so, give me the points with the Panthers. What do you got, man? I got the
1: Panthers. Um, but I, I just hope that in Sam Darnold's case, if he has to put up the garbage time, Seth, that's not going to look good on him. The, the Panthers got to take care of business. There's no excuse for them against the Giants. There's, there's no reason for them to finally get come alive in the fourth quarter. They need to be on top of it the entire game, and that's what I expect from them.
0: I hate being put in these positions. <laughs> and the reason why is that I actually thought after the first three games that Carolina was actually going to be something potent. Um yeah. they're like a bad pair of underwear that's been sitting around in a laundry basket for too long now. <laughs> that's the uh that's the bad thing. And the Giants are really I had stock in the Giants of actually keeping that Rams game close. And uh man, did they fucking throw me a dirty diaper? Yeah,
1: so d- Darn Darnell gave you hell for that, didn't he?
0: Yeah, because I actually <laughs> thought that the Giants would actually do something. Um <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with the general consensus of the Carolina Panthers. Um this game is going to be a push. It's going to be a three-point game. There's not going to be no blowout or nothing. It's just not worth it, really. Yeah. Um. I will give you the list. Mitro is in the. Uh, in the house. She's going to do start doing picks now for for the rest of the season and make all of us look miserable. <laughs> us, system, us or, you? Us let, or let, you. Let me let me just go before we even go on with the rest of the picks. All right. We need to. Yeah. We need to clarify this system. Okay. She either likes the logo of the team, their team colors, or the quarterback's cutest ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you, when I first met her, I thought she was bananas. I was doing the picks every Sunday, and then she'd do them, and she would wax me, okay? This is exactly how she does it. So, just know that if you need any real picks, instead of the guys that use the numbers and shit, um, know the fact that she picks it that way, and she's about ninety nine percent. So you know, some people have their weird ways of picking it, but she picks it with uniform colors, logos, or quarterbacks' asses. Just know this. So if you're listening later on, there you go.
1: It's gonna ask. Is it to make? Us
0: miserable, or, or more particularly, you. More me than anything else, because she knows <laughs> that I do this for a living, and she Not just it. makes me look bad. Well, well,
1: about. same here. So, so I think that'll make that'll make two of us. Oh well. All right. So this is the game I actually will be watching
0: on Sunday because they're on at the opposite times. It's the New York Jets just end the season, traveling <laughs> to Foxborough, playing <laughs> the New England Patriots at the Razor. One o'clock start on CBS. All of these games are Eastern Standard Time, so just bear with us. Yep. Uh, Right off the bat, here is the ear-stabbing stat that I will give you. The New England Patriots, regardless of whether it was with Thomas Edward Brady or without, have beaten the New York Jets 19 out of the last 21 meetings. That, my friends, is a very, very astounding number. And they are currently being outscored per game 32 to 8. Wow. (laughs) Those are some ear-burning numbers for that team in green and white.
1: Quick question, Ricky. Yes. The last time the Jets beat the Patriots, I think, was in the 2010 Divisional Playoffs. I believe so. Nope.
0: No, no, actually, it wasn't. No, it was the actual game that I went to Melissa's first football game at okay. MetLife Stadium, where the Jets beat the Patriots by three points. Oh, okay. So that I believe I was, it was uh, 20, 2018 was the last time okay. that they beat them. Okay, really?
2: Yes. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was uh, twenty fifteen with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the QB.
0: No, I remember because and, and here's the uh, again. This is this is why I'm the fountain of useless knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Exiting MetLife Stadium, Jets fans and Patriots fans got into an argument where a guy punched a girl on the Jewish. runway going downstairs, and it was a huge brawl. It was all over the news, and there's me waving in the background on the news. Do you just see my hand up in the air? I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Wow. Yes. All right. If you have a link, Ricky, send it to me. I will. I will find you the uh, the news link for that. But, okay. uh, yeah, we were at the actual last time the Patriots lost to the Jets.
1: <laughs> which is uh, game, scary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's scary, though. <laughs> I don't remember sure that. But this game, guys, if, if I may, may I, may I start? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, number one, the Union England Patriots, they're not mad right now. As, uh, quite honestly, if I'm going to be more specific to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, the Patriots are fucking pissed off because they just lost to the Cowboys in, in a Game full of drama regarding the penalties and Ricky we, we spoke about this yes, but you yeah. know the, the particular play but with, with CeeDee Lamb So that pissed off the the Patriots even more Now the Patriots they're not gonna go from losing to the Cowboys. They're not gonna say oh we are we are not losing to the Jets not on our home turf so You know and Mac Jones actually looked good. But then again, he played against a Cowboys de- secondary, which is passing defense, which is second worst in the league, but but the Patriots have this confidence they really have they're building this mentality Mm-hmm. So Mac Jones is is slowly but surely beginning to go in the caliber of NFL, of NFL football so that the Patriots are beginning to grow again, beginning to. But I think I expect Mac Jones to have a great game, but I think it's going to be a Patriots all over. The Jets probably will never have a chance.
2: Uh, yeah, there's no way that the Patriots lose the Jets, especially when they lost to an overtime loss to the Cowboys. And I think they want to prove that they're still good when, if you remember two weeks ago, they played against the Texans where Davis Mills had a 140-plus passer rating. So I'm expecting the Patriots to destroy the Jets. I will say the Jets could put up a little more points from the uh, first game,
1: but it's not going to be enough to win. Well, let's keep in mind the Patriots' defense has been banged up, and they only lost to the Buccaneers with that missed field goal. So, so the re- the yeah. Patriots two and four record, it's not what it's it, it's not what it seems to be. Easily, they could be
0: well over five hundred at this point. Uh, let's I'm- not even let's let's not yeah. There's no sugarcoating any of that. Okay. No. However, this is now game number five. I believe that the Patriots are playing at home. Still, do not yeah. have a home win. They yeah. are they are winless at home. And again, my point, they're pissed Damn. off. And they're it's, pissed off. Listen, you know what? It's not the fact that they're going to be pissed off. Okay. We are the offensive line is trash. Okay. Yep. Swiss cheese could block better than the, the Patriots offensive line at this point. And that's a lot. That's that's some holy cheese. <laughs> and second, secondly, Patriots fans need to understand that there is going to be a ton of growing pains throughout this entire season, okay? Yes, Mac Jones at some points, at some points, okay, is looking very, very good. I'm not going to lie. However, again, you want to go back to that that Dallas game where he inadvertently threw a ball a little too high. He gets thrown for a pick six. But he yep. comes back two plays later to shake it off and throw a 75-yard bomb. So it's not the fact that you can rattle Mac Jones. You can't. The yep. thing is, is a is he going to get the protection that he needs against the New York Jets? Because now it's not that they don't have C.J. Mosley running around in the Jets' uh, middle tier of defense. Okay. Yeah. That they they get a piece from Pittsburgh for secondary. That's a lot of help. Uh, the, the obviously the Gilmore. Trade obviously is still perplexing because everybody thought it would work out without Gilmore there. So the secondary is still a little bit in array. Yeah. And again, I think the one thing that the Patriots are gonna have to lean on in this game is the run game. But again, injuries, you got Harris with bruised ribs. You know, it's like it's 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 one thing after another. So as much as everybody wants to say that they're gonna favor the Pats by seven again, I can kind of say that's been kind of questionable with with, with some of their point spreads. And, uh, they're saying both teams are actually going to score 43 points. Um,
1: that's interesting.
0: The Jets are coming off a bye week. That is, that is one of the main things. And that's, that's one of the things that does scare me when you go into having that extra week of practice against a team like Bill Belichick. And, uh, Belichick does have good number against good numbers against rookie quarterbacks, which is uh, I think he's only got like five losses against rookie quarterbacks. So you know that's that's a very big number in itself. Yep. Um. God, again, I get put in this fucking position. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Pats. Yeah, plus seven. I think I'm going to go under twenty-one seventeen, probably somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I like I, I like the fact that both quarterbacks are are kind of got a potential going but if the Jets can't get going on the first drive in the, the of the game, they're screwed. All righty here's where we have some fun yes because yes. this is a team that I love to hate. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs traveling down to uh, Tennessee. Titans, Chiefs, 1 o'clock. That game is supposed to be on CBS. This is going to be a very, very interesting matchup. Kansas City coming off of a uh, lackluster performance, or at least first-half performance, against the Washington football team, and then Tennessee with the upset of the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football.
2: John, I'll start with you on this one. This could be a really uh this could be a trap game for the Chiefs. While the Titans have been banged up on defense, uh they play well against tougher teams. I mean, look at the uh they got they gave the Jets their only win, but they were able to keep up with Buffalo. So they are a really strange uh team. But I do think Mahomes bounces back. Uh like tries to do better from the first uh, from Washington, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay.
0: Me, my yeah, turn. Yeah, hey. sure. It's all you. You
1: know, I'm I right. the cleanup hitter. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you're betting cleanup. <laughs> well, we can't ignore the fact. We can't say that the Tennessee Titans. You know, they they beat the Bills, and they and that's good and. You know those that debate should they, should they have gone for it or should they have kicked the field goal? But that doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. But you know the Titans played great the entire game. You know that that interception that Joshua uh, Allen threw. You know and the resiliency and of course uh, King Henry. Yep. So so the Titans. I mean, even though the the record uh, the record is four and two and they've had some problems, but now they're going against the Chiefs and the Chiefs. You know have had have had some problems, but you know the Chiefs going off a win against Washington. I really believe that Tennessee is going to put up a good fight, but I really believe that Kansas City is going to do what I like to call they're going to escape with the win. That means that they're going to last-second last game-winning field goal and they're going to they are going to run away with it. But I would not be surprised. But I'm picking the Chiefs, but I would not be surprised if the Titans pulled it off because I, I feel like it, it's just one of those games because Tennessee has to build off the win against Buffalo.
0: Well, Vegas has the uh, Kansas City Chiefs favored by uh, five. Yeah, and an under over of fifty eight, which I'm, I'm I will potentially say fifty eight is a very very good number for under over because both of these yes. teams are going to score. Here are my uh, ear blistering notes for the uh, the game: the Chiefs and Titans have allowed twenty six points per game. And an average total of 375 plus this year. Only two teams have made the playoff doing that since 1970, and that would be both of these teams of Kansas City and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City's three losses are against teams where they combine 13 and 5 record all division leaders. And Derrick Henry has averaged 130 and a half yards per game, most in the NFL. Kansas City, however, has allowed a hundred and thirty-three and a half yards per game. Uh, that would be sixth most in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, uh, also here's another fun tidbit: the last two times these, the last time these two teams played, 2019, Kansas City lost by uh, three points and scored yeah. a total of uh, 67 points.
2: Yeah, I remember that block field goal that happened in that game too. Has everybody gone with with KC on this? I have. I have.
0: I'm going Tennessee.
1: I, 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 as soon as you asked that, Ricky, I knew
0: it. I just knew it. I'm going Tennessee. I, I think right. the, I, I think it's it's about time that uh, the King has started to take over and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I. I, I offensively, they sputter too much. And the reason why I say this is, is even though that the Titans secondary is probably a pile of hot trash, they are going to do the blueprint that everybody else has been doing all year long. It's cover two on the cheetah. As long as you cannot get the ball to the cheetah and he catch can't catch all that short intermediate shit, he's screwed. And that's what a lot of teams have been keying on. Yes, Josh Gordon's there. Whoop de doo. This is fifth team and God knows how many <laughs> how many years of suspensions and shit. Um yeah. I, I I don't think he even had an impact in the game on Sunday uh against Washington. And I honestly don't think that's gonna happen either. So I'm gonna lean on what I think is probably gonna be the best bet is the uh Titans run game. And that's gonna mm-hmm. probably be the more effective thing. Probably. All right. This is a game we're gonna spend five seconds on, legitimately. <laughs> yep. Washington Redskins, Green Bay Packers, one o'clock on Fox Sports. This game here, my friends, you can just randomly go off because uh, we we all know that the Washington football team does not have a chance.
2: No,
1: they do not. No. Uh, Should I go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Unfortunately, Tyler Heineke is going to be in that position where he's hes David, he's fighting 10 Goliaths at one And he's got one stick in one hand and a stone in the other Washington's defense might force maybe a, a turnover or two And definitely they'll probably, I know they'll sack Aaron Rodgers But this defense has been getting overwhelmed with total yards So, and And, and I said that at the beginning of the season That's been happening more this season So my prediction is coming true, but The Packers, you know, are on a winning streak and they're not going to lose at home to Washington. Like I said, five seconds, just give me the Packers. What's, what, what, what? what, I mean, I can go to detail, but it's been, I I just made my point clearly and I got straight to the point, so I'm going to leave it at that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Anyone going to have Taylor Heineke over Aaron Rodgers? No. So Green Bay over a touchdown. Well, well, uh,
0: Vegas has them as a, uh, a eight point favorite. Mm. That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. You're spotting the Washington Redskins, uh, who haven't battled out of a wet paper bag all year. You're giving them eight points, and the under over is uh consensus of 48.
2: Oh. I am going under and giving Washington the points, just that Green Bay's defense is somewhat inconsistent.
0: My 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 issue with this is and I'm thinking that at some point that Washington defense has gotta wake the hell up. Yeah. They really gotta wake up. This they're is talented. What, they they they're extremely talented. How many first round picks do they have in their front seven? Five? At least yeah. Okay. Yeah. They should be playing well above what they are playing right now. And at some point, they're gonna have one of those games where they're going to step up, and they're going to do what they have to do. I uh, oh. also remember now that Whitley Merciless is now a member of the Green Bay Packers. That yes. just made their defense a crap load better. Yep. And I called that, by the way, again. I'm saying it out he loud. Did. Once again, he I did. called that. <laughs> he did. He did. As Soon as the news broke, I said it. he was going. Um, I'm going to take Green Bay. I, I don't know if I want to believe in the eight points, though. I'm not buying the eight points. I, well, I, I, it's, it's one of those weird ones. It is. Well, yep.
1: well gentlemen, quick question. Aside from McLaurin and JD McKissick, who does Tyler Heineke have to rely on?
0: Ronald Seals Jones. Okay. He has been coming out of the ashes since the, uh, the Logan injury and yep. has been performing. He has at least... Three end zone cat, uh, three red zone catches in the last two weeks. He actually has put the ball in the end zone the last few weeks. I think maybe it's just the fact that giving Heineke an extra weapon or two may be the really good thing, mm-hmm. because you really can't rely on a run game when you're down ten points or more. Yeah, you can. yeah.
1: That that that's why I use the example. He's you know David fighting all these Goliaths at one time. Because it's because uh, Heineke, the pressure's on his back.
0: He's he's not fighting with a stick. He's fighting with a toothpick.
1: You know, there you go. Yeah. A toothpick and a pebble and a pebble instead
0: of a rock. Um, I don't know. But yeah. What the hell? Why is I, I, by the way, this, this is going to be just blatantly uh, out of the blue. All right. So currently on CBS sports right now, it's Western Michigan versus Toledo. Yeah. And I, I thought two weeks ago, the field goal kicking was horrible in the NFL, I have never watched worse kicking than I've seen in the highlights of this game, ever. The ball got 15 feet off the ground and hit the bottom of the goalpost. <laughs> not the top, not the sides, the bottom, okay? These oh kickers suck ass. Oh my god. Sorry, I, I, I think... I had a, uh, a little bit of an ADHD moment right there, and uh, I, that's that where it went. It happens
1: to me, Ricky. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It happens to me. Okay, yeah. we just we cannot help ourselves. We have no control over it. And, and the yeah. score
0: in the game is Western Michigan 15, Toledo 13. This is how bad the field goal kicking is. just misunderstood. Okay. Oof. Speaking of uh, bad kicking, we have uh, the Atlanta Falcons traveling down to Miami against the Miami Dolphins. The Miami organization is now officially trying to scare the shit out of everybody by saying, Tua is our quarterback. We are doing nothing else. (laughs) You're full of shit. Yep. That's all I can say about that. Because if you have a caliber of getting a Deshaun Watson, you're doing it. I'm sorry. The price. You should do it. You should. The price is coming down. Okay. It's not (laughs) 5,000 first round draft picks for Deshaun Watson. They're looking to unload him. They're gonna, they're gonna end up trading for him. But you, you watch the the weekend of the trade deadline. Deshaun Watson's gone.
1: So in other words, Ricky, Miami's bluffing by saying that choice the quarterback. They're bluffing.
0: They are, they are saying it right now. I can guaranteeingly tell you this is the best ploy in football ever. Say yeah. that you're not going to do something, and the other team is going to come with you with such a ridiculous deal, and they're going to be like. You know what? Here, just take him. We don't want him anymore. He, we, we, we've ran him through the dryer way too many times. Let's go. Just, just, just take him. We'll take like a fifth and the seventh, and he's out of here. I can guarantee you that. It's not going to be um, any major deal that they're everybody, everybody's thinking about. Probably not. Think of it this way. Stefan Gilmore went for what round pick? Like
2: a, like a day three, fourth round pick? Yeah,
0: I, I oh, he went for like yeah. a fourth or fifth round pick, Okay.
2: That's it.
1: That's
2: it. So it's not a blockbuster trade. There was also the news. I saw that uh, Tua being taken off the uh, depth chart on the dolphins website. So that's a bad look.
1: Well, that's a sign right there. So, uh, so I'm predicting, I I guess within next week, I would say, I would say either, I would say probably by Monday or Tuesday, Deshaun Watson may be in Miami. I, I mean, I, I'm not, is Miami on a by? They already had their bye week, right? No. Nope. No, they didn't. Okay. Well, they well, just came sure. back from London. Okay. I'm not sure when their bye week is, but but I, but I expect I mean, the, the trade deadline's less than two weeks away. It's November 2nd, I believe. The deadline? 7th, I think it is. 7th? Yeah. I, don't, I thought it was the 7th. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I'm not going to buy it. But when they say that two was their quarterback. It's just a bluff, but. But this game, uh, you know, this game, I, I imagine if Tua is starting, I mean, we don't even know if he's going to make it the entire game because, you know, Tua is very injury prone. But yeah. I'm going to be honest, I, I I think the Falcons are actually going to take this one. Do, do, do we actually remember that they're actually playing the Falcons
0: instead of, like, I don't know, like the Raiders or, you know, well, even at this point, Jacksonville. Jeez. Can, you know, I mean, like, they're not really
2: playing a uh, top tier team. No. Nope. Um, I think, yeah, I was going to say that the Falcons are a tricky team where you put faith into them and they just fall apart. I'm not buying into a team that didn't have a bye week coming back from London, so I'm taking the Falcons uh, sadly.
0: I would sadly say that Vegas didn't even want to put numbers on this. I'm not That's even j- I'm not even joking when I tell you they have they have the game as a two and a half point spread. Mm. Oh okay? my god. And obviously we don't do half points. So now you gotta bump it up to three. But <laughs> yep. Vegas doesn't have faith in either one of these teams. <laughs> and if they're only if they're only saying that they're gonna only score forty eight points between the two, I'm definitely picking the under. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I have no faith in either one of these teams scoring. Uh this is gonna be one of those big turnover games. And uh as miserable as I hate to say this, I love defense and Miami's defense has uh has gotten diarrhea as of late. It's it's just not good. I, I really expected a lot more out of the uh the Dolphins.
2: Pepto Bismo
0: does not work for them. No, 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 no. They they, they definitely do need a, a butt plug in some spots. <laughs> um I, I'm probably I, I hate to say this, I really want to go. Atlanta, because of the fact that they have a little bit more stability on offense. Yeah, uh, their run game is still kind of horrible. And again, I'm going to say this: Cordell Patterson is not a running back. He is a hybrid. He is. The next person that tells me he's a running back gets stabbed in the neck <laughs> with this freaking <laughs> pair of pliers. Oh All right? my god! I'm not even joking. I have been uh, been randomly, randomly <laughs> abused. He's a running back. No, he's listed as a hybrid. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's just know that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Falcons, uh, giving the points. Getting the
2: points, I should say. Uh, I don't even know if I want to take the points in this one.
0: Uh, it's only three points anyway, and, and this is one of those games we really should not have spent a lot of time on anyway. Yeah, it's not worth it. Because <laughs> it's not going to be one of the games on my TV on Sunday. I can tell you that much. This one, however, will be on my TV. It just so happens to be the uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. One o'clock game is in Baltimore, Maryland. This is going to be a game of the week. This is potentially a game of the week.
2: Yeah, I'll be watching that one. Uh, Game pass. It's not going to be on in my area, but... I don't know if the Bengals have actually played against anyone legit. Not the Vikings, not the Lions, not the Steelers. Just like a real legit team. And I'm leaning towards the Ravens on this one. Uh, mainly that uh, uh, Joe Burrow and the coaching staff has not played against a legit playoff contender. in uh, one. So... I'm taking the Ravens.
1: Yeah, give me the Ravens because basically everything you you just said, you know, I, I, there's no there's no point of me repeating it because you exactly what you said was what I was thinking. I yeah, just give me the Ravens. Yep. Although we can't, we have to address. I think the Ravens the the, the running game took another hit, but I don't think it's going to affect them. Yeah. Maybe not this game. It might in the future, but but still, yeah, give me the Ravens. It's the Ravens at home, so yeah, give me the Ravens.
0: See, my, my issue with this is, and as much as, as Vegas is trying to really sway me toward Baltimore spotting Cincinnati six points, last mm. few games they did not have Mr. Joe Burrow at quarterback. There was no Jamar Chase at wide receiver. Joe Ma- Joe Mixon was MIA. And I'm not yeah. talking about Miami. He was missing in action. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati did have a really, really big battle, I believe, with the uh, Cleveland Browns, I think. it uh, Was it Cleveland? 49-42 or whatever that score was way back when, when I thought that the game was going to be a uh, cheese puff. And they and Cincinnati did actually play the Packers, and that was a pretty good yeah. game. So yeah. I, I really do want to give Cincinnati a chance. But... At the same rate, right, there is one player that probably will write the ship and his name is Lamar Jackson so yeah. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go Ravens and I'm gonna say more than forty six points I'm going that route too I think this is gonna be a good scoring game yep. Okay, here's a game where we're not going to spend very much time on. Sorry, Darnell, this is not going to happen to you. <laughs> oh boy. Rams Lions, Rams hosting the uh Lions Goff return to LA versus uh Stafford's return against his old team. Um this one here is what we call the
2: Smoky Special.
0: They have the LA Rams winning by
2: 17. I'm taking the points, and I'm taking the Rams. Jared Goff, go to the bench, bitch.
1: <laughs> oh, Mike. <my. laughs> yeah, give me the give me the Rams. I mean, you know, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, what, what is there to say about the Lions that's worth even talking about? I mean, they are terrible. You know, I mean, and they're going to get some red-hot Rams team. You know, I mean, the only, the only thing to talk about this game, yeah, it's a, I guess it's a homecoming for Mr. Jared Goff because he's back in – in beautiful and sunny southern california yeah. but <laughs> they yeah, play in a dome for christ's sakes i wasn't worried about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's no way the rams lose yeah straight to the point there you go gentlemen just give me the yeah. freaking rams i mean what's there to talk what's there to think about in this game really
0: all right well here is the thing because i do this all the time okay straight up pick i'm taking the rams yeah. however <laughs> however okay yeah. um i i do have just a little bit of faith, and I'll put that on on the thing there. Just a little bit of faith. Just, just yeah. a little bit. Um, I am going to take the Detroit Lions with the points. Ooh. Hmm. Seventeen points is a lot of points. Not, I, I'm not even saying this. We, I mean, Buffalo is the only one that's had a really big double digit thing. Um, yeah, yeah. they 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 did smoke the the Washington Redskins because you know the Redskins were crap. But yeah. you know what? On, on money lines, you got to go with a, a three-score advantage. Yeah, I think you probably got to go with that. Mm-hmm. Here's where we have some fun. 405, Philly Raiders. Raiders hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. This, my friends, is probably going to be another doozy of a game.
2: Ooh, this one's actually really interesting to see whether or not the Eagles are legit or they're pretenders. I've said before the season began that Philadelphia is my tank team. And while I don't like the Raiders, they are playing in their stadium. Derek Carr is a better quarterback um, from what Philly has, so I'm taking the Raiders to win, unfortunately.
1: Well, there's something, something's been building right now among the Philadelphia fan base, and it involves a certain yeah. Gardner Minshew because it really seems that, that a lot of Eagle fans are really like, they're really, they're not going to put up with Jalen Hurts much longer. And I don't, I don't know the current status of Gardner Minshew. He's been, I remember he's, he's been inactive for several weeks. I don't know if he's been considered inactive as of late, but now, now I'm starting to ask the point. Now I'm really starting to ask, like, Is it time to bring in Garner Minshew? And I don't know if now's the time, but I really have a feeling that maybe in a week or two, it's going to be time. But I have the Raiders winning this one. Again, my my question is, is how
0: long are you going to give Jalen Hurts? How long are you going to give him the reins of this team, knowing the fact that he's shown a ton of inconsistency? Okay. He's not running the plays that he's supposed to be playing. That's that that to me is a, that's kind of an insult. You know, not for nothing. If you have that, if you have that set up there, then you should be really yeah. kind of been doing what you're supposed to be doing.
1: But you, but you know what the problem is, Ricky? It's because the, the, the head coach of the Eagles, that's the problem too. The last time these teams played each other was four years ago.
0: That's the difference between the Raiders now and the Raiders of back then. Yeah, my again, like my question is, and I'm looking at the injury report because I want to make sure that I don't feel like a dick when I say this. Um, I really want to know how well the Vegas running game is going to be against this team. Against this team, uh, there's also marks of uh, Darren Waller being now marked that's questionable instead of completely Mm -hmm. cleared out. The Raiders have a really really good pass game. That's and that's something you it's it's a very big uh dual-edged sword that you have to deal with with the Raiders when you have a passing game and a running game. You got Josh Jacobs coming out of the backfield. Man, yeah. it's it's horrible. And the other thing is, is that the Raiders are going to run different now. Chucky's not there anymore. Gruden is not, Gruden can't be completely up somebody's ass if they freaking stub their toe in the turf. Like, this is a yeah. totally different Raiders team now than it was before. And they showed that last week. They really did show that last week. When they put up 34 or 35 points last week. They did that shit. 34. With, they did that shit with ease last week. So, yeah. if the Raiders are going to run that smooth, Philly
2: is in trouble. Philly's in trouble. I, I want to point out uh, two things. One, I've actually been saying this for since week one that Jalen Hurts is very, you know, easy QB to figure out. If you pressure him, he runs to his right. Uh, he's thrown mostly towards his right, and he throws very short to his left. That's like almost every play I've seen out of the Eagles like on a weekly basis. And two, their secondary that has Anthony Harris, Steven Nelson, and Darius Slay. And they're this bad. Those are like guys that were league leaders in interceptions or known to be one of the better players in the league.
1: You know, I've been asking, you know, I've been wondering this thing about Jalen Hurts because a lot of people have told me that they believe that Jalen Hurts is stuck in the Oklahoma Sooner playstyle and mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. I mean, he might be. I've, as I said, he might be. But, you know, it's merely a thought. I mean, in my case, you know, it, it's very – I mean, you can definitely tell the difference. You know, the play style in Oklahoma is different than in Philadelphia because the Oklahoma one is successful, but Philadelphia not so much. So – I think that it's more like he's stuck in between, like hes basically stuck in a in a spot. Like you move on from the OU to Philadelphia, like, he's stuck in the middle. Like he's just stuck, and let's and, not he, he's, about and he's, not, and he's not showing. Yeah, let's not forget about Alabama, Too, like he's basically yeah. stuck in a style between college football and NFL football. A lot of people think, probably think, I'm not making any sense, but. But if you watch the, the the film, then you would, but yeah, I just feel like he's stuck and there's no signs of him coming out. Like we don't know if he's going to come out because listen, maybe, maybe, maybe going it's on. not, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's the coaching
0: staff. Maybe. That can't, yeah, exactly. That can't get him to adapt to the actual NFL game or probably, and maybe, maybe this might be another thing too, because uh, there's been a little bit of a difference if you want to really look at it. Uh, yeah. And this is another game that we have not covered yet. And I, probably will regret covering anyway. Carson Wentz wasn't the same without Frank Reich. Now look at the difference. Maybe they just just don't have a a coach that can match up to fix maybe Hurts' mechanics. Or here's another uh, thing, because Cam Newton couldn't do it either. Maybe he can't
1: learn the playbook. Maybe it's not simple enough for him. See, and what you just said before the playbook uh, about the coaching staff, you basically are kind of justify my point, like he's stuck at, he, he's, 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 stuck in between the OU and the, the college football and the NFL style. I mean, this is probably something I would really want to ask uh Meesey because, you know, you know, she obviously, you know, she's the diehard sooner fan. So she remembers the, mm-hmm. she knows the, the place of Oklahoma. So I would ask her if she's been following, you know, Jalen hurts. Like, is he stuck in the style between Oklahoma and, and the and NFL? But there's a, there's a lot of theories and we just can't go on on a theory.
0: Yeah. Listen, go. I'll put it this way: If Hurts plays bad in the first half, you see Gardner Minshew.
1: I mean, I or like Joe Flacco. I said, <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I, I, don't I think have a
0: feeling. Sure I, I will have a feeling. <laughs> I will say this: Joe Flacco is on his way out of Philly. <laughs> He's on his way out of Philly. There's going to be there 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 is going to be somebody, and I hate to say it, maybe like a uh, a Denver who may not have faith in um, Drew Locke. Or you, you might, because now they don't really have another another quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence maybe at some points. You may see him go there. I mean, there's there's, there's, a, there's quite a few issues. Maybe you might even see him go to Washington. That's a possibility as mm-hmm. well. Teams that have got to get back maybe, in the yeah. race that just don't have the faith in their starters that they, I mean, Flacco is not exactly completely washed. I mean, he's kind of soaked in soap or whatever, but yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, another game where we'll spend less than five minutes. Oh, by the way,
1: I'm picking five the, the right five
0: seconds. No, 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 because we <laughs> ended up spending five minutes on the fucking Rams. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Arizona hosting the Houston Texans. This is another game here where people will throw boatloads of money at Vegas. They have Arizona favored by 18.
2: Uh, oh, that's a tough one because who knows if Terad Taylor is going to be out in the field. But the Arizona Cardinals proved to play not just great offense, but they're playing very solid defense. So I'm taking the Cardinals. If Davis Mills is out there, I'm taking the points. If Terad Taylor is playing, then I'm giving the points to Texans.
1: Uh, I, I gotta go with the Cardinals, you know. Uh... Even if Tyrod Taylor plays, there might be some better statistical numbers. But overall, because yeah. the Cardinals are so well balanced on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, they're very good. So you know, yeah, give, just give me the Cardinals, and you know, and I expect Kyler Murray to have a a great day on the ground, both on the ground and on the passing game. Yeah, Cardinal Cardinals have got this.
0: Let me, I'm just double checking this uh, Tyrod Taylor thing.
1: Okay, so he's not
0: All listed right. on the injury report. So he still may be on the IR. Uh it does say here that there's uh Danny Anna playing, Brandon Cooks is playing. I mean, offensively they they may look okay. it's just uh Yeah. The one thing that I've been finding with the Cardinals this year is they kind of play down to their opponent. They don't they don't they're not they're not as uh it's not; a, they're not at full force apparently because they had trouble with Jacksonville. A few weeks ago, they had yeah. trouble. Um, last week, I don't think that their uh, their injuries uh, cleared up. Let me see here; just the uh, the one major thing.
2: I mean, they're the not head as coach being out.
0: I really, I'll be honest to tell you that I didn't think that was going to make a difference. I really didn't make Kingsbury being out was not going to make a difference, and I stated that because when you got somebody, yeah. and when you got somebody like Kyler Murray, who is that gunslinger type quarterback, like he's he he will scramble, but then he'll also throw the ball all over the yard. That's a guy that you you know you give him the play, and he's just going to do what he needs to do. Eighteen points though, ooh, that's freaky. I thought yeah. the other. I thought the other game was. good. Uh, I thought the Rams game was going to be a all freaking bloodbath.
1: It, what's interesting, gentlemen, is I'm curious to know if. I mean, imagine if DeAndre Hopkins has a great game, and imagine if J.G. Watt both have a great game. <laughs> well, oh, they are, those
2: two are going to be going for blood against uh, their old team. Yeah.
1: I mean, they'll probably remind them it didn't have to be this way, but you guys made it. You you. you yep. This is what you guys made. We didn't want. We, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm i still dumbfounded from that trade of DeAndre Hopkins. I'm still dumbfounded. I mean, that's probably going to be one of the worst trades in NFL history. It's got to be the worst trade in Texans history. I'm just going to say this. Oh, okay. Arizona
0: wins, but they don't cover. Ooh. Oh, boy. Eight. Again, three scores. Three scores down. You're starting the game. NFL.com has the Arizona Cardinals winning 33-17. to 17. <laughs> Which is 16 points, and that doesn't cover.
2: So that's the way I'm looking at that. Very interesting. I, I have like a 45 to 17 for the Cardinals, but like I said, if, that's uh, what
1: I'm. That's what I'm kind of feeling. Yeah. I I, I was I, thinking more like you know 34 to 10 something like that. 34 10 37 10.
2: Yeah.
0: No, yeah, I think I think that or 30, 38
1: 38 Texas, my most Texas are going to
0: score more than 10 points cuz I got shit on when I said, "Oh, uh Carolina's only going to score like 10 points and then they scored 30 on me, pricks." I'm I, again, yeah. i was, I think I'm still on that DTA, don't trust any team. Like the same way we're not going to we're going to do this one. 425 yeah. Chicago Bears ta- traveling down to Title Town, Tampa, Florida. Buccaneers, Bears, still no Gronk. That'll be a very big key. Tampa is a 12-point
2: favorite. 47 under over. I think from the previous matchup they played last year, that Tampa didn't have their star receivers with Evans and Godwin. And both those guys are going into that game. I would say Tampa wins, Um, but I'm gonna say they're not gonna cover.
1: Well, in my case, uh, you know, this is gonna be a huge day. uh, Well, I don't know if I should say huge day. This is gonna be a day to remember for uh, uh, what's uh, for Justin Fields. Sorry. uh, Yep. Mine went blank for a second for Justin Fields. And I probably said a big day, like a big day. Like, this is going to be a day like he's going to learn a lot. He's going to go through a lot of hell. But and he's going to get to Buccaneers defense. But the Buccaneers defense is still a bit banged up. But I still feel like the the Buccaneers are, are going to overwhelm Mr. Fields. I mean, he might have a couple of good plays, you know, here and there. But overall, just give me the Buccaneers. It's the Buccaneers at home. And, you know, they're not going to lose to the Bears.
0: Well, it just so happens that the last meeting – Last year, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost by one point to the Chicago Bears. Thomas Edward Brady is five teams that play Brady. Rookie quarterbacks are five and twenty against Brady. That Oof. is nuts. These are numbers <laughs> that like you just don't want to see. Do I have Tampa winning by twelve? Mm, yeah, Chicago's offense is horrible. They are horrible. They're gonna—they are gonna have no chance at the run game whatsoever in this. And that's what the Bears' bread and butter
2: is—is is their run game. It's repulsive. Yeah, actually, I take that back. I'm gonna say Tampa covers the the points instead. I'm not gonna say they don't.
1: They're gonna cover.
0: Okay, eight twenty. We're at Sunday Night Football. I'm loving this. Colts yep. at 49ers. This is going to be a uh, pretty classic game because Jimmy G is back. However, his starting left tackle is not. Eesh. That should be make interesting and there is no um what's his face? The quarterback. Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. There's no Trey Lance. He is out for the game. So they are going to have to rely on uh, hopes and prayers that Jimmy G does not get run over by any of the Colts players. It is San Francisco favored by four, 43 points total under over.
2: Um, Ooh, that's a tough one. The Colts have been battered from the secondary, and while they played a bye week against the Houston Texans, Ooh, this is a tough one. I will say, I have the Colts winning. I don't know if they're gonna, uh, if um, they're gonna cover.
1: Well, there was a story that recently came out about a one of the Colts receivers had surgery, which the end of season. But I I was trying to look at it right now, but now I'm I'm seeing three years. Excuse me, three hours ago, not three years ago. Three hours ago it was actually say, it's saying that TY Hilton is now out against San Francisco with a quad injury. Yeah. So obviously it's another receiver but you know, and TY Hilton came back last week, didn't he? Uh yes.
0: he actually he came off of the IR but did not play okay. last week and he is officially out for tomorrow for tomorrow night's game. Yeah. yeah, with a quad injury. So that being said, I have to go with San Francisco. By the way, shout out to Big Jason Gaming, who popped in just as we started talking about the 49ers, because I can guarantee we tell you, <laughs> as soon as I said 49ers, his ears were ringing. He
1: knew we were talking about it. Yeah. So, so Big, if Big Jason, if you heard me, yeah, I'm going, I'm going with San Francisco on this one. So you guys both have the 49ers?
0: No, I believe you. No, I have yeah, the
1: Yeah, 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 the Colts. Yeah, I have the 49ers.
0: Mm. (laughs) I mean, sorry, sorry, Jay. I I, mean, as much as I want to take the uh, the red and gold, I am not going to do this. I'm not I'm not I'm not putting myself in that spot. I, I like the fact that the Colts are starting to play a lot better. Granted, their kicker went on the IR this week. There is no T.Y. But I do like the fact now that Carson Wentz is starting to get in a rhythm. Yeah, no T.Y., but you still got Zach Paschal there. The receivers are going. Taylor is running running the ball. Taylor's got over 100 yards rushing the entire season every game. That, my friends, is a uh, very, very big chemistry thing when you got two guys that could Mm -hmm. run the ball insane. Uh, Yeah, the Colts are uh, on the verge of trading Marlon Mack because he's not just seen the field at all. They've they've just pretty much left him on the bench. But I hate to say it, but the Colts are starting starting to take off. And I said this again er earlier in the season. It takes a few weeks for teams to gel. And even though Carson Wentz is the only player ever in NFL history to sprain both ankles on the same play, um, I, I think he's actually starting to get, what he had in Philly, because Frank Reich is there. Like it just he just needed some time. So NFL has the Colts winning by one point on Sunday Night Football. The uh, the numbers is again uh, San Fran favored by four, and an under over forty three. I'm gonna take San Fran with the points. Colts winning outright
1: and over the forty three. So I'm on the island I'm Because <laughs> I picked San Francisco oh,
0: no, What's I, up
1: Same.
0: Okay This is the game where uh, We could all just uh, Pull up a pillow A coffee
2: <laughs> An
0: alcoholic drink and a porn And watch <laughs> And watch um, The probably one of the Worst Monday night football Games ever That would be the New Orleans Saints traveling to the 12th man in Seattle against the Seattle Seahawks. So we have Jekyll and Hyde Winston versus Geno Reconstructed Jaw. Where
2: would you go with this? Obviously, the Saints for the win. I do say the only fact that Hawks have is just the uh, fans in the stands just cheering. That's basically what Seattle only has left. So I'm taking Saints, and I'm also going to take the points.
1: I have to go with the Saints as well. Geno Smith could be resilient. He could definitely put up some respectable numbers and somewhat keep the Seahawks in it. But at the end, things just go bad. So I don't I don't see the Seahawks being able to uh survive this game.
0: New Orleans was on the bye last week. Yes. Okay. I have no faith in Geno Smith. I do, however, have faith in the Seattle run game. I think that's gonna be the difference. If New Orleans comes off strong off the bye week. Potentially, they should be able to stop the Seahawks' running game. However, I don't know if I can really give up on the Seattle receiving core. Yeah, those those guys are pretty tough. You know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. that, that, that this is rough for me at this point. I'm gonna go Saints. They have the uh, they have the Saints here favored. By only five points. 42 and a half. We round the 43. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Saints across the board. Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm going. Saints across the board. I would love it to be one of those big rainy messes. I will say this though. If it rains in Seattle, that should be a fun game. <laughs> I agree. That that should be really fun. Oh, <sighs> Oof. Probably
2: slip and slide.
0: Well, there is also news now that Russell Wilson is eligible to come off of the IR week ten. So they've got uh reconstructed jaw for another four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Geno Smith reconstructed broken jaw. Broken by his teammate. It's a beautiful thing. All righty. <laughs> so that's the uh that's the picks for week seven. Hope everybody's enjoyed the show. Any uh, comments from around the horn? Oh, sir.
2: You well, I, I will say is um, I really appreciate, uh, you know, coming along. John, you are again
0: more than welcome to come on anytime you like. Uh, shout out Thank to uh, Stephen Waldman, who has been uh, doing some research for us. Although Stephen's at work and uh, normally hmm. he would be on to... Uh, do everything. Big Jason Gaming. Thanks for coming on. I saw he was cooking earlier, so now I have to go back and watch the cooking video and make sure that uh <laughs> I learn the uh the pregame snacks for tomorrow. And uh you know that's pretty much it's it. It's probably the show. better than watching the kicking game. Um <laughs> well now apparently it is the mash unit in this game. The game was 15 13 when I just last looked at it. <laughs> And they had three players from, I believe it was Western Michigan, laid out on the on the turf at the same time. By the way, mm. not just not just one guy; it's like three guys in like an area. So, yeah, that's a, a, the 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 mesh units. Uh, the mesh. Well, the theme is playing in my head. You know, kind of like the New York Giants who uh, have a mesh <laughs> going on, but that's besides the point. Okay, Our um, rivals will be back on Tuesday night. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you have not followed, shared, subscribed, sent us money, etc., start doing that because we are trending everywhere now. I got five notifications about it while we were on the air. And uh, merchandise Paintrain Pipe Bomb. Dot, dot com. There's Arch Rivals merch. There is Pipe Bomb merch. There is Pipe Bomb Radio NYC merch. All brand new stuff. Go check it out. And we have sales too. Free shipping. You know it. So uh, till Tuesday. Catch you guys later. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media. Need merchandise? Check out painstrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football and we'll catch you on the flip side.